So far, it's been working for the past three three episodes. Um, uh, this week, we've got Kamel Nanjiani. You're about to listen to him. And if you like the show, please donate to the podcast. You could do that at feralaudio.com by clicking on the link to my show, which you probably did to get to where you are right now. Uh, and uh, anything is appreciated. Um, if you can't, that's fine, too. Just glad you're listening. Also, if you're buying stuff on Amazon like I like to do, please use the portal at my show page. Uh, you can buy things, uh, shows, stuff that uh, Kamel is on. Um, Veep, for example, um, or, or books, anything you want. Uh, you know it's at Amazon. Fucking, you can buy caskets at Amazon. If you have a loved one who died recently, buy their casket at Amazon. And use the portal on my show page, and I get a kickback from your loved one's death. How about that? This is a great world we live in. <laughs> and it doesn't cost you anything extra. No more tears than you're already shedding. So, I hope you're just buying books, though, by the way, or DVDs or not uh, tampons or something, not, not caskets. But you can buy them at Amazon. Think I'm joking? Check it out. All right, uh, let's get into the podcast with Kamel Nanjiani. Thanks for listening, you guys. Speaking of Breaking Bad, yesterday, <laughs> the second season of Homeland came out. Do you watch Homeland? No. I, I watched the whole first season like uh, about a month ago on DVD. Someone let me borrow it, and I was like, I was like, holy shit, this show's really fucking good. Because I love Damian Lewis, you know, from uh, Band of Brothers. and I haven't seen that show You'd either. know him if you saw him. And uh, so I watched it, and I was like, oh, it's like uh, about Homeland Security. Yeah. And um, so I've been waiting for the second season uh, to come out on DVD, and it came out yesterday. (laughs) I went and bought it at like 10 in the morning, came home. I was like, I'm going to watch a couple right now. I watched the whole fucking series yesterday. Wow. I mean, the whole second season in one day. So, yeah, I, I sat on my couch. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, each episode would end. I was like, I got to watch the next one. I had nothing to do yesterday. Do you know who the bad guy is? Is that is it a show where I don't know anything about it, so don't give me spoilers, but is it a show where you don't know who the bad guys are? Kind of, yeah. You don't know who the bad guys are? Sort of, yeah, and it kind of it keeps they keep revealing more and more, and you're like, oh, shit, this person's, oh, shit, this person's. It's fucking. It's a great show. I'll loan you the DVDs if you want because yeah, I have do. them and I don't need them now. I'm like out of shows now. You you'd love it. It's fucking good. Are we recording already? Is this a show? Yeah, this is a oh. show. Uh, there was this there's a show on Netflix Instant called The Fall, uh, which is I think it's like a BBC Three show. It's got Gillian Anderson in it. It's a British show, and it's about a serial killer. But half of it is them trying to catch the serial killer, Gillian Anderson, uh, the, from X Files. From X Files, Scully. And the other half is the serial killer's life, who's got a family and kids like he's a normal guy, everyone thinks. Yeah. And it's 50-50. It's fucking intense and awesome. You got to watch it. So you see everything from his point of view and her point of view. Yeah. So she's trying to catch him, and he's trying to escape and find his next mark. And, you know, he kills these ladies. He kills ladies. And uh, <laughs> he kills <laughs> kills proper ladies. Uh, it's an amazing show. But then I was recommending everyone to watch it. But then I watched episode four, and it was so hardcore that I was like, I can't really recommend it because people will think I'm a scumbag. What do you mean? It's just really because the whole the, the show starts. He's killed a couple ladies already, and then he's planning to kill the next one. And then the fourth one is where he sort of. Does it? Yeah. And it's just super... Graphic? Yeah, it's super brutal. I mean, they don't really... 
there's no nudity. Or so it's anything. not like Dexter and that he only he, Dexter kills bad people. No, this guy's just like I'm gonna kill this chick. Well, he has a type, yeah, and he, he has a family. Yeah, he's got a little kid and, and a wife and a wife, and then he. So he, what he does is he has mementos that he gets from the serial killers, and he has to hide them around the house. Oh, that's kind of Dextery in that he. Do you watch Dexter? No, I've never seen that show. He takes a sample of each of his victims' blood and puts it in one of those platelets that you would look in under a microscope. Oh, and he saves all all the platelets of all his victims' blood. That's weird. That's impersonal. Emily's been reading this book about Victorian murders. <laughs> And uh, so she'll just tell me about stuff. And like Sweeney Todd? I don't... Well, Sweeney Todd wasn't real, was he? No, but I don't he, think so. But like uh, Jack the Ripper is the last case that they discuss. Yeah. But before that, so what would happen is uh, they would like... One murder would happen and then it would sort of... Be, everyone would become obsessed with one murder. So like when they finally catch the guy, there would be like 10,000 people there to see him killed. Jesus. So, So the problem with Jack the Ripper was what these guys would do, these newspaper guys to drum up the story, they would like r- write fake letters from the killers to themselves. So Jack the Ripper, all the letters he wrote apparently are all fakes, except for one, and it's the one that starts from hell, that they think that one actually... By the way, how fucked up is that? Like... He wrote a letter. To he the signed it from hell. Yeah, he signed it from hell, and they think that one is real. Was that like the first letter they got, and then all the rest were? Yeah, maybe. But but she, she was saying how like when they would um, when a woman was raped, they would never say that. They would say she was. It was they were like she was attacked in her nether regions. Like that, they would say it like weird I, I ways hate like laugh. that. I shouldn't be laughing about that. No, but they were, like it was all this weird stuff. And if a prostitute got killed, they wouldn't ever say a prostitute. They would say a woman who would sell whatever she had, or like or a, why waste so many words? On I don't just, know. A whore was killed. But then with Jack the Ripper, the stuff he did was so fucked up. They started like that's when they started like describing it. And that's when everybody got super obsessed with Jack the Ripper. And no that's when they started shit. using the word rape in newspapers was um, like, yeah, later. But it would be all these. This thing happened where uh, people, all these rich people got scared that their servants were trying to poison them. So whenever. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they know everything about us. We know nothing about this person who's living with us, has access to our kids. So whenever they would get food poisoning, they would. Like end up accusing the uh, the servant and of like poisoning them. like thousands of servants were hanged because oh my god because yeah. they got botulism yeah because they were like sick for a little bit yeah it's before refrigerators before refrigerators <laughs> um excuse me I ate a perfectly good lamb shank that was a month old <laughs> and I was puking all night yeah you're gonna uh, fucking die a lot of times these people didn't even die. And then they would just kill, kill the <laughs> oh, servants. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I threw up for five hours last night. <laughs> You're going to fucking die, Mike, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. <laughs> My guest is Kamel Nanjiani. As you have heard from the past 10 minutes of conversation from uh, such shows as Veep, Franklin and Bash, um, his Comedy Central special Beta Mail. Um, you've seen him on Conan. He's recently did a pilot with myself. Yeah, the Craig Robin, uh, Mr. Robinson, Craig Robinson's show. That Craig, was fun. Yeah, we did a really fun, awesome pilot together. Uh, Amanda, did you, Amanda Lund? Yeah. Did you see her web series that just came out? Oh yeah, Ghost Girls. Yeah, it's funny. You're in that. You did. Something I'm in one fun? episode of that. Yeah, it's really funny. Is that for Yahoo? It's for Yahoo, yeah. Yeah, but check out like that. That's y- really funny. Yahoo didn't promote it or something because I didn't know it was out. I didn't know until people tweeted about it. Yeah. It's good, though. It's good. And you were recently in Rome, Florence, and Paris. And Paris. That's right. I thought you went for shooting something, but no. uh, it wasn't until about... You were almost home, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's just on a vacation. Uh, well, we planned this so long ago, and we planned another vacation that we had to cancel. So this one, it was like, we are definitely not canceling this. Anything comes up, we're going to go. And we went, and it was fucking awesome. It's, I had such a great time. I'm, like, super tired now because I just got back, and I'm hyper jet lagged, but it was unbelievable. How did you decide on... Uh... We tried to pick, like, the cheesiest 
not the Those cheesiest Those like city. Honey, honeymoon locations. Yeah, we were just like the cities that everyone talks about that we haven't been to. So the next time we go, we can go to the south of France. So we can like go to other. We can go to Greece and stuff. But right now, let's hit the big ones, you know. And it was <laughs> amazing. Florence is fucking. I ate. I never thought I'd say this. I'm kind of sick of pizza. Like I don't think I'm going to eat pizza for a while. That's really funny because for some reason I never. I know Italian restaurants sell pizza and pasta and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm for some reason I'm picturing people in Italy eating shit other than like well I oh pizza again well, I, I'm telling you in Rome every restaurant pretty much had the same menu they had the same pizzas they had the same pasta it, they all had the same stuff but I ate this gelato in Rome that is the <laughs> best maybe the single best dessert I've ever had what's the difference between gelato and I ice cream I don't really know they're very similar it's I, ice I cream. can tell a difference yeah but I don't know what that difference is I think it's like I don't know maybe slightly better for you I don't know but it was lavender white peach uh, gelato and it changed my life <laughs> like I was just standing in there telling when people walked in I was like you have to taste this just strangers yeah, I would tell. I told like three strangers. I was and you're like, like, "Excuse me, do you speak English?" <laughs> Only if I heard them talking English. You speak English. You must try this. Uh, <laughs> try this. You uh, had a tweet you, about you were talking to somebody and you were speaking. Yeah, in the Italian accent. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> the accent we use to make fun of them is fucking spot on. Yeah, that is of how course. they talk. Of course, this is how they talk. Uh, hey, uh, you must have tried this a gelato. <laughs> they really talk like that. It's amazing. I was like, all right, you can drop it. And they're also all plumbers and <laughs> yeah. hate gorillas. Yeah, and mushrooms make them bigger. <laughs> it was, uh, but uh, what was I going to say? There was something weird. Um, it was a really, really uh, awesome trip, and the language thing isn't really an issue. Like, everyone speaks English. Everyone speaks English all over the world. We're the only people that are just like, eh, fuck it. Just English. They all speak our language. Why should we make an effort? I went, and I was like, I want to learn how to say hello and goodbye in the language, and do you speak English in the language? Because I always hated when people just come up and start speaking English. I was like... That that bugged me. That was so presumptuous. So I think it was respectful to be like, buongiorno, parli inglese. You know, like find out. I know you speak it, but I just want to ask in your language. But whenever I'd see Americans, I would get really angry. I'm supposed to be the only one here, you fucking tourists. I know. I know. By the way, tourists have heard of Rome. Uh, The word is out. It was packed. Oh, no. You said, I think before we started recording, you were in the, the Louvre? Oh, yeah. We were at the Louvre. I was telling you this. And we it was Monday, and we just missed Breaking Bad, because we were in Paris, obviously. And I, uh, we were really bummed out. And so we were walking around the Louvre. I saw the Mona Lisa. I saw all these... Uh, <laughs> By the way, I uh, tweeted about something about the Mona Lisa, and all these people tweeted back how they were underwhelmed by it and how it was too small. Is it small? It's not that small. Well, you can't say something's too small. It is as big as it is. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no like standard painting size, and this is smaller than that. But I've been to like the Norton Simon Museum in Pasadena where they have like some of those, is it Monet who did the lily pads? Yeah. That are like the size of a room. Like, yeah. They're like six feet high by like 12 feet. Like, they're fucking massive. And for some reason, I expect when I go to a museum, they're all everything's going to be fucking huge. But you'll see a Picasso, and it's the size of like printer paper. Yeah. Uh, the the David is huge. Uh, the sculpture is huge. It's massive. It's and it's amazing. And it's, I like, it took my breath away. It was beautiful. It's like the veins, you could see the veins. In his on, dick. Well, on his dick, you can't really, like, well, the dick was the one thing that he was like, ah, and the dick, there you go, that's done. Like, I don't think he spent much time on the dick. And the dick. <laughs> it just looks like a tube. And you went to Sistine Chapel? Yeah, we went to the, well, oh, so we were in Louvre. And at the Louvre, and we were bummed out about Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I saw, and I was like, Emily, is that Vince Gilligan? 
I was like, Google a picture of him. But I was so sure I just went up to him. And I was like, do you speak English? In English, I asked. And he said, yes. And I was like, are you Vince Gilligan? And he's like, yeah. So I talked to Vince Gilligan in the Louvre in Paris. That's crazy. For 10 minutes and I got a picture with him. And I never... Why is he... Why was he in Paris? He was on vacation because he just made... He finished making Breaking Bad, which is the best TV show ever made. So he's like, I'm going to go to Paris for a couple days. He's earned it. Was he by... He wasn't by himself, was he? Uh, he was with this girlfriend who was very nice. Uh, and yeah. I, I'd never really seen or heard him speak because you always just see his name. Yeah. You always see his name in the credits and you laugh a little bit because it's Gilligan, like Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> no, Steve, you laugh a little bit. No, the first <laughs> yeah. time I saw Breaking Bad, or maybe it was X-Files and I saw Vince yeah. Gilligan, I was like, <laughs> Gilligan? I was like, wow, that guy's last name is Gilligan. But then you kind of, just based on the show, just I had like a, a mental picture of yeah. what he would look like and sound like. And then... I think it was wasn't until Nerdist like he did their podcast and yeah. he's got like a southern accent. I'm like yeah. that's weird. And he's got a slightly like pinched not like yeah. a femininity kind of voice a little bit. Yeah. And- I- I yeah. like Jesse. Jesse's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. He's my favorite character. I'm like, yeah. wow, that is fucking weird. And he's got like a mustache and like just a little soul patch. Little soul patch thing, yeah. He looks cool. And then we went to yeah, we went to the Sistine Chapel too, which was uh Vatican City is such horse shit. Is it? It's such horse shit. Yeah, why is it a it's like its own oh, town. It's, it's a super. It's like kind of like Disneyland, also. And there's these huge paintings of all the popes. So every pope who became pope was like, "Now my painting must go up." Is the new pope's painting in there? Yeah, so he's up there, and then you can buy like all these refrigerator magnet, refrigerator magnets with the new pope <laughs> on it, and they're all super expensive. And uh, you, you can't take pictures of the Sistine Chapel, but as soon as you leave, you literally in the Vatican after the Sistine Chapel. You walk through, they make you walk through four gift shops. And each to one. To get out. To get out. You have to walk through four fucking gift shops. <laughs> and they all have pictures of the Sistine Chapel that they won't let you take. But Sistine Chapel, I didn't realize, is also huge. And you see that one thing, which is like, you know, Adam with his finger out and Creation brush. of man, yeah. Yeah. That's like one. 30th of the whole thing. Yeah. It's so a it's really small part of it. Fucking massive. But it was packed and it, it, it was kind of a nightmare. I mean, it's beautiful. The, the chapel is beautiful, but they make you walk through like a ton of stuff before you get to it. And I hated the idea that that money was going to the Catholic Church. Yeah. Like, used some of it to help pedophiles, to harbor them. Yeah. <sighs> By the way, we're recording this on 9-11. Oh, yeah. Today is 9-11. Joe Mandy does that super funny thing where he retweets all the, like, Taco Bell saying. Don't never forget. (laughs) I didn't know that. Did you see the AT&T one that they did today? No. AT&T did one, never forget. Where it's like a picture of the uh, uh, the skyline of New York. Oh, and the tw- towers reflecting in the water. Well, but they have the phone up, and in the phone, the picture of the phone, there's two like towers of light going up, like to the heavens. No, but it's the phone, like the AT and T, and people got really upset about that, obviously, because they're like, don't openly Jesus use it. Jesus my- Christ, that's fucking horrible. There was another great one I saw. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. it, it they was- had a picture of a phone, and then instead of like four bars it's like two towers <laughs> <laughs> like oh it's hey, get it the towers are still up in our service but one uh, person tweeted it was like clearly at a marriott they were at a marriott and it was the breakfast buffet thing and it said in oh, no. remembrance of those who lost their lives in 9/11 from 8:45 to 9:15 we're offering everyone free coffee and mini muffins <laughs> oh, that is so fucking horrible. Eight forty-five to nine fifteen. Is is that the time when the towers fell down? No, I I mean I don't know. <laughs> I want mini muffins. Why not at least give me a full size fucking muffin, man? At the very least, a full size fucking muffin. 
Yeah, people and, really love to cash in on that shit. And it, not just on the anniversary. I remember like when it actually first happened and everyone was selling those flags, you know. Oh, it was like yeah. American th- flags. Do you know I uh, that um, uh, Yakov Smirnov is like a big uh, uh, like a patriot now? And he made this huge painting that's like, it's like super gross. You know, it's like the... Uh, Statue of Liberty holding a heart or something stupid like that, and um, and he and it's huge. It's like hundreds of feet wide and tall, and he had it put up by Ground Zero, but he didn't want anyone to know because that would be ridiculous. It was like that's Yakov Smirnov's painting, but it was this huge painting that was up there for years, and it was his painting, and the caption was something like. Um, you know, our hearts will go on. Well, no, that's Titanic, but something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But I always thought it'd be funny if it said, like, in Russia, nine eleven never forgets about you. <laughs> in, in Soviet Russia, you fall down towers. <laughs> Towers crash into planes. <laughs> Soviet Russia. Wait, Towers he didn't crash. paint it himself, right? Yeah, he did. So he's an artist too. Yeah, he's become a huge artist, and he makes these crazy, like super he cheesy. He painted it himself. Yeah, he makes these like oh, super didn't. patriotic, like American paintings with like horses and American flags. Oh, here's the Marriott thing. It says in remembrance in remembrance of those we lost on 9/11, the hotel will provide complimentary coffee. And mini muffins from 8.45 to 9.15 a.m. That's a good solid time to fucking... Half hour? It should be more, right? Somebody posted a photo. I want to find it on my Twitter. And it was one of those... It was like a... a, a, like a, a Not a marquee, but those little signs that you'll see outside a church or a food stand. And, it, you know, it says, God died for your sins. Join us on... You know, those... Oh, tri- yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like... The sign for this fruit stand or something that said like fresh tomatoes, but just for today they above it they had put never forget. So it just looked like it said never forget fresh tomatoes. <laughs> By the way, the tomatoes in Italy were amazing, and I don't like tomatoes, but oh, they were great. I hate I tomatoes. hate tomatoes, dude. I hate tomatoes. Why why did you even decide to eat one in Italy? Well, because I was like, I'm here. I'll try bruschetta. Like they all had bruschetta, and so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try it, and it was delicious. It was really delicious. What's next on the schedule for... Com- oh, you start shooting the Mike Judge thing soon, right? Yeah, next month. I can't wait to get started. On <sighs> I kind of have nothing between now and then. Let's hang out then, bro. Yeah, let's, let's hang let's out. Let's game. Let's you game. know what I've been playing a lot lately? Battle Block Theater. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't played that one yet. I'm so really. fucking addicked to it. It's in the style of like a... It's a side-scroller. Yeah, it's a side-scroller. It's fucking great. We're playing uh, Saints Row 4. Have you played that? No, how is it? It's fucking great. But at this point, just wait for um, GTA comes out next week. I know. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. It's it's going to be so good. And what's the one with uh, with my buddy Ellen in? Ellen, Ellen Page did a, did a video game. What's it called? Oh, yeah. That comes out. I don't know. That comes out later. I think yeah. it comes out next Beyond month. Beyond Two Souls. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be good. I played a little bit of it at Comic-Con. They had a, a booth up. Uh, I saw it. Is she excited about it? I think so, yeah. She's not a big video gamer, but... <clears throat> well, but she played, like, Tomb Raider and stuff, right? Yeah, I think in order to get ready for that video game coming out, I think it kind of got her a little bit into video games. So she had a PlayStation just for, like, the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. And uh, I think she just bought Tomb Raider for the hell of it and really fucking got addicted to it. Uh, it's really that's one of the best games I've played recently. It's definitely the best game I played this year, Tomb Raider. Uh, Saints Row Four is awesome because it's like you are a um, you start off you're the president of you, America. You're the president of America, and your right hand man is Keith David, and his name is Keith David. And his backstory is that he was the actor Keith David, and then he decided to quit acting, go into politics, and now he's like your right-hand man. So Keith David is playing Keith David in it. So a- answer me this. On IMDb, is that does that go under his acting credits or under self playing himself? Oh, good call. I bet acting, right? Uh, that guy does more video game voices, I think, than anybody. He's got an amazing voice. Isn't he in all the Halo games and stuff? Yeah, he's in all the Halos. Um 
But yeah, you're the president, and then aliens attack, and then you fucking fight off aliens as the president of America. It's third person, right? It's not a first person. No, it's a third person. It's really good. The shooting is really good. Like, it's not as good as, like, Gears shooting, but way better than GTA shooting, way better than uh, Red Dead Redemption shooting. And the driving is really good. And there's a lot of crazy superpowers. Like, it's really, really badass. Oh, my God. By the way, I... <laughs> I've twice now have tried an Oculus Rift. Isn't it great? Jesus fucking Christ, it's crazy. It's like you're there. It's it, it wakes works way better than you think it would. For those listening who don't know what an Oculus Rift is, it's a, a virtual reality headset, like for gaming and It's super immersive. Goggles that go over your head. It's I, like if if you remember in like the eighties and early nineties. Oh yeah, like, where we thought we were doing it. They're like, oh, they're they're gonna make virtual reality worlds where you put on goggles and if you look to your left, you can see the wor- the video game world in the yeah. to your left and and nobody fucking ever made that shit. They tried a couple times. Yeah, that, it just didn't work. We did, it wasn't ready. We weren't ready. No, and then just all of a sudden, this Oculus Rift came out. Well, it's, it's not out it's yet. It's still in a beta phase, but yeah. it's fucking crazy. It was snowing the one I saw, and I f- and I tried to grab like the snow. And there's a part where you jump up way up in the air, and I got like I got like f- f- afraid of heights. I did. I, I did it over at our friend Yarvo's house. We have a, a friend in common who. Yeah, how did they get it? They have a buddy uh, who is a game developer, and. Uh, Everyone in his company has an Oculus Rift. That's amazing. And so they're making mods for different video games. We played uh, Left 4 Dead with the Oculus Rift. How? It is fucking batshit crazy, dude. Left 4 Dead. You can look around in the world in Left 4 Dead. Oh, my God. It's going to change everything. It's I, I posted if you if you want to go to my Instagram and scroll through, uh, our friend Valinda uh, was over at, at Yarvo's house and they put the Oculus Rift on her to play Left for Dead and I have video footage of her like she's walking she's like in the world and she's fucking screaming like <laughs> fucking crazy. The funniest part of those videos though is. She would make the gun noises while she's also shooting with her. <laughs> so she's shooting <laughs> and going, pew, pew. <laughs> but she's got headphones on the Oculus Rift. So we're just seeing a girl in <laughs> complete silence looking around a room going, pew, 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 pew. it's the funny go on my Instagram. It's just uh, Steve Ag is my username and, and scroll down or you can, you know, ha- do a hashtag search for Oculus Rift. It's fucking crazy and i tried it they loaded up this mod that was uh like a roller coaster oh god where you're sitting in the front of a fucking roller coaster that's like way high up in the air and it looks real you're just sitting in a room but you're in this virtual world you're looking in you're you know yarva would say look to your right and i would look to my right and i could just see like forever cuz i'm way up high on this roller coaster and i got really really sick to my stomach from it yeah it's really scary it's and it's not that expensive like the the technology like 300 bucks it's not going to be that expensive yeah it it looks amazing i but you can only do like first person games with it you know yeah. Can't do no, it. you can only do first person. They did a flight simulator. They had a flight simulator game that we used the Oculus Rift on. That one made me really fucking sick, too. Do those guys still have have it? No, but every now and then, uh, Yarva's friend will bring it over and he'll he'll text me and say, dude, come over. We got the Oculus Rift tonight. <laughs> and I'll go. And I'll, I'll literally go. There'll be like six or seven people over. I'll go. I'll put it on for five minutes and I'll rip it off going, I'm going to fucking puke. I can't do this. Oh, yeah. You get seasick all the time from games. I get motion sickness from yeah. first-person shooters sometimes. And in an Oculus Rift, it's... It's a hundred times that. hundred times that. Yeah. Um, we, uh, by the way, uh, so one night in Rome, we'd been like traveling so much. We were like, we're just going to stay in tonight. And so we watched uh, The Brood. Have you seen The Brood? No. It's the David Cronenberg movie. Uh, is it an old movie? Yeah, it's from like 77 or 79 or something. I don't even know it's that. It's so good. You got to watch it. Anybody who hasn't seen it, 
goes. I can't believe it took me this long to see it. It's like this couple who's sort of the wife is in therapy and they're sort of getting divorced, like yeah. it's bad, and there's a kid. And then these weird fucking monster children are like committing crime, like murders all over the city. <laughs> these fucking little, like they look like eight year olds, but they have like fucked up monster faces. It's so good. It's a brood. It's batshit crazy. It's fucking insane. Who who made it? Cronenberg. Yeah, David Cronenberg. It was his first like real like big budget movie, and I it's don't fucking badass. It. I don't remember it at all. It's really really good. Instant Netflix Instant. Yeah, yeah. The Brood must must watch. Did you see World's End? Yeah, I loved it. It's great, huh? Um, I went to the. Rich Fulcher called me up and asked me if I wanted to go to the premiere with him. And uh, oh, you went to the premiere? Yeah. So those guys were there. Yeah. Do you know those guys? I know Edgar. And um, how do you know Edgar? You know everyone. I don't know. You everyone. know everyone. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I know Edgar through Matt Berry. Jesus. <laughs> Matt Berry came out to do an episode of the Sarah Silverman show like five or six years ago. The last season we were shooting. And it was just because Rob Schraub and I, Rob, the co-creator and director of Sarah Silverman Show, and I were huge fans of Matt Berry. Yeah. From like Mighty Boosh and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. He's got a great voice. And we really w- just wanted to work with him a lot. And Rich Fulcher is one of my best friends. And, uh, and has been for a while? Yeah, yeah, for a long, long time. And Rich was working on a show with him. Well, he had done the Mighty Boosh, but then they did a sketch co- show Snuffbox? called Snuffbox. And so we... Got a hold of Matt through Rich, I believe, and um, he came out and did an episode of Sarah Show. But while he was out here in L.A., it was also the same time they were releasing uh, Edgar and Simon's show Spaced Oh yeah, on DVD for the oh, United States. Oh, I remember that. That wasn't too long ago, yeah. No, and so they had a screening at the Arclight where they showed a few episodes, and uh, I went with Matt and... Uh, I met Edgar, and Edgar was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Sarah Silverman show. I was like, oh, shit, awesome. And so that's how I know. I don't know him super well. He's amazing. And World's End is, like, fucking so good. He's got a great future as an action director, I think. Because World's the End. The fight scenes in that. The first fight scene in the bathroom. Is great. Is fucking amazing. And all of them, like, Shaun of the Dead has great fight scenes, but this one has, like, action movie kung fu fight scenes like, like Jason Bourne type yeah. fight scenes yeah yeah and uh, it's really funny mm-hmm. and but also moving like there's a yeah. couple parts where I almost cried it's great were you high? no oh you don't smoke pot <laughs> yeah uh, but it was uh, it was awesome that's a good movie um, I uh, I haven't seen it do you know anything about your Comedy Central show it got picked up right? Yeah, we're going to do it next year. Uh, I think we're going to shoot it like January, February, March. Camille and Jonah Ray have uh, probably the best stand-up show in L.A. called Meltdown and um, The Meltdown. The Meltdown. And uh, they did a a pilot for Comedy Central. Yeah, and it got picked up. So we're going to do eight episodes next year. Uh, I'm really excited, but when I think about it, I kind of start having panic attacks too. Why? Because it's your show? Yeah, because it's ours. And I've done, you know, obviously like... It's doing something like Craig. Like, we have so little of the weight. I love that, though. Yeah. No, I love that, too. And so this, and this Mike Judge thing, I'm one of, like, six guys, you know, and obviously Mike Ensembles Judge. are great because you're, like, you don't carry the weight of the show. Like, on Sarah's show, it was like, we'd shoot an episode in five days, and she obviously was the main person in the show, show so she'd be working, like, at least three or four days of those five. Sure. And then me and Brian, it would be like one or two days. Really? A week. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. That's how Frank and Bash was. Yeah. It was like one or two days a week, max. One scene, two scenes a day. It's the best gig. Go in, get out. <laughs> it's great. And they pay so you the lazy. same no matter. Yeah. If, if no, you work a full week or one day. Yeah. You get paid per episode. So Frank and Bash was like such a fucking great easy gig it was so fun and like no pressure everybody was great I feel so lazy because I'm always like you know I'd get a script and I'd be like I could break it down I'd go oh sweet this looks like I'm gonna shoot two (laughs) two days awesome I'm gonna plan my fucking week out 
I'm so fucking lazy. I, I always joke, too. This is how lazy I am. I always joke that my ideal character would be a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> a mute guy in a wheelchair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just the, the mute guy in a wheelchair. You know, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't think I have. You remember the show Ironside? Yeah, kind of. I didn't the really Raymond Burr, it was like like a courtroom drama show where he was a lawyer and he was in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did Raymond Burr only do well, – because he was Perry Mason. He did Perry Mason first, which was also a courtroom drama. And forever, yeah. For like 10 years or something Oh, like no, that. way more because he started off as a young guy and by the end he was like an old guy. Really? They were doing like movies, TV movies every now and then. <laughs> okay, so here's a fun fact. They did Perry Mason for Forever, and yeah. it was just all courtroom scenes where he's on his feet all day. You know, sh- you know, you oh, shoot yeah. like at least twelve hours a day. It's crazy, at least, and uh, it's hot and uncomfortable, and you're wearing a suit. And so after Perry Mason ended, they came up to him, wh- whoever the studio was, and they're like, "We want to do another courtroom show with you, Ironside." And it, they'd written a pilot, and he said, I'll only do it if I can be in a wheelchair. Really? Swear to God. <laughs> I, so Ironside doesn't refer to the wheelchair? It wasn't written as a wheelchair show. <laughs> but he said, fuck that. I'm not standing on my fucking feet. That's a great, like, way, like I want to be big enough in the industry that I can request that I be in a wheelchair, and you'll change it for me. It's like fucking Harrison Ford going, yeah, I'll do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a fucking wheelchair. Indiana Jones in a fucking wheelchair. Are they going to do another Indiana Jones, you think? I hope not. I hope they do. They really? Fi- I just want them to... F- Get it right? It, yeah, th- it won't be any worse than Crystal Skull, right? Oh, that was so fucking that, horrible. Dude, I was so excited for it. I got there. I saw it opening night with a bunch of people in New York, and I was the one that was like, it's going to be great. Don't worry, everyone. It's going to be great. Wow, it was so fucked up. I remember, and I was trying to hold on to it, and it starts off terrible. There's those CG animals who have the same... You know, it starts off with, like, prairie dogs or whatever. Yeah. And then there's a scene where Shia LaBeouf has the same hair as, like, these monkeys that he's swinging around with. I don't, re- I don't even remember. I remember the opening where, I don't know if it's the cold open or not, where the, he's on the nuclear site testing ground. Oh, yeah, and he's in the refrigerator. I remember that being pretty good. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is pretty action This is a good scene. And then it was just fucking all garbage. I remember this one exact part, and this is pretty far into the movie where I was like, all right, I'm done, was when they're looking into the skull of the uh, alien and he starts like hallucinating. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Also, Nina Jones <laughs> So yeah, you're ready for him to do another, <laughs> another I want one another one just to fix it a little bit. Like That's why I want another X-Files too. Like The last X-Files movie was so terrible. That just do one more so that the last thing I know of it isn't, like, the worst. But what if they do another and it's worse than... How could it be worse? The X-Files, you know what? Can I tell you what happens in the second X-Files movie? And this is fucking true. This happens. Is uh, There's a part where... Um, and it happened uh, right after the WGA strike. So, right. So it was they sent in the script. The strike happened. They couldn't do rewrites. Right. There's a scene in it where there's a kid who has, like, a brain tumor. It's really bad. It's inoperable. There's this uh, really, really uh, uh, experimental procedure, and the doctors won't do it because it's too risky. So there's a scene of Scully, who is not a neurosurgeon. Uh, I swear, we see her Google. She types in stem cell research. (laughs) Uh, Then the next scene is her with printed out instructions. On how to do brain surgery. And she's, she's cutting into the kid's head. Looking over at the instructions, cutting into the kid's head like he's, she's assembling a piece of Ikea furniture. And the, the movie ends uh, as the credits are going. It's Scully and Mulder in a boat. And then they look up and they wave at the camera. They wave at no. the audience. Yeah, No, they do not. Yeah. <laughs> like in Greece? It's like the worst. It's so, so bad. I don't mind the brain surgery part because I honestly fix... So much shit now. I'm like really handy, and I owe it all to fucking to Google. But brain surgeries. It's literally brain surgery. But she is medical. So like she does autopsies and shit. Yeah, but that's taking things apart, not putting things together. I bet. I bet you. <laughs> I could do brain surgery with uh, help from a, a YouTube video. 
You think so? If I can find a YouTube video on how to do brain surgery, I bet I could. If I had to, I wouldn't want to. But if I, if someone was and like, you think you'd be successful? If they were like dying, it's literally. You know when people say it's not rocket science, it's not brain surgery. This is literally brain <laughs> surgery. But I bet, like, if if I was in a situation like in Mission Impossible Three, where <laughs> they had the explosive, or like in Saw, the explosive in the head, I'd be like, just give me YouTube. I think I can get this shit out. <laughs> What what stuff have you fixed with through YouTube in your a lot house? of shit in my car like what a lot of plumbing have stuff. you really yeah like what shit in your car um, I learned how to put in Freon in my car I've changed oil from my car okay changing the oil in your car not, is very different not putting in oil from, changing oil it's still very different from doing brain surgery okay have you been to the mechanic and the guy who's doing is the guy using, who's, yes. the guy who's doing He's the oil YouTube. change. It's very different from the guy who's doing brain surgery. If you go to a neuro- <laughs> neurologist and the guy from the mechanic shop is there, you're like, okay, I don't want to, I'm going to go to a different doctor. If I was in the middle of nowhere and, and like was having an aneurysm, I was like, I, I think I'm dying. They're like, we got to do brain surgery. On yourself. You could do it on yourself. Not on myself, but there, you were with me. If It was just me and you in the middle of nowhere, like in a cabin, but there was still like Wi-Fi. I would just be like, come on. YouTube and see if there's a video of how to fucking do brain surgery. Well, and then I'm trying to like cut your head open with a butter knife. Well, what, what do we have? <laughs> Whatever we need, man. Well, we MacGyver gonna, that shit. Listen, if you're gonna die anyway, I'll do it. But yeah, exactly. Also, but then the uh, cops are gonna be like, "Oh, you clearly killed him. You cut his head open. You murdered him." Well, that's on you. I'm already dead at this point. <laughs> you like, don't care. Good fucking luck. Have you ever done like whenever it, I used to have these? Uh, like, you know, in movies when they do emergency tracheotomies, Ugh, yeah. I'm like, I used to have fantasies where I like do it at a restaurant and, and then I'm the hero from like eight. I, uh, eight I've on. had I've had fantasies where I'm on a plane and the, the pilots die and they're like, does anyone fly a plane? And everyone in the plane's like, no. And they're like, would anyone be willing to try and we'll put you on with <laughs> with uh, with the tower who will give you instructions? I, I'm always like, I would do that. Would you do it? If there was a plane and there was no other options, I'd say like, I'll, get, I'll give it a shot. Because <laughs> at least if we're going to die, it's going to be my fault. Really? I'd rather have it not be my fault. I'd rather have it be anybody else do it. I wouldn't want to be sitting in the back of the plane as it's going down going... I should have tried it. It should have been me. <laughs> I should have tried this shit. Yeah. I, I used to have all these fantasies. Like, I wanted to be, like, a rapper. I, was, I wanted to be, like, a... <laughs> I watched uh, I watched Cool as Ice, the Vanilla Ice yes. movie, and I was like, this guy's the coolest guy in the oh world. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> At, like, school, you know, in, like, sixth, seventh grade or whatever, I'd be like, oh, man. If I rapped, everyone would like me. I wanted to be a detective when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you? Because I think because of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. I was like, I want to. Oh, yeah, I loved Hardy Boys. I want to be a little, little detective. We were at this restaurant in Rome and next to this table of really obnoxious Americans. They were like older couple. They were probably like in their 50s. Yeah. Uh, two couples. Super gross. The woman, one woman was terrible. She's just talking super loud. And then we heard her say, she goes, uh, I think I would have made a really good detective. I love the details. That's you, what she said. Did you laugh really fucking Emily loud? Emily and I looked at each other like, that is the most perfect fucking thing this awful woman could have said. I love the details. Not I love details. The details. I love the details. I love a good detail in a murder. And Emily and I were talking and we were like, we decided she's from two hours outside of New York because she has the attitude of how she's in New York but she's not from New York that reminds me I went to Toronto like three or four years ago to the Toronto Film Festival oh is that awesome I've heard it's great TIFF TIFF it's really fucking fun and I was there with Ellen because we were both in in that uh, Super Super she was in Super I had a very tiny scene or two in Super that scene where she says she's all squishy it's all squishy down there. Oh, so <laughs> fucking funny. But it's we, all squishy down there. So while we were there, we go to this restaurant <laughs> that she had told me about. That's like She's like, this is my favorite restaurant in the world. This place called Chiato. It's like an Italian restaurant, but it's like mostly seafood. So I forget what region of Italy it's from. but And it was fucking amazing. 
I had a steak there because I'm not really a seafood person. Yeah, me neither. The best steak I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? Hands down, the best steak in, I've ever had in my life. But while we're sitting in this restaurant, there was a couple, just like you're talking, not even a couple, it was a group of probably four or six, like, white, like, upper middle age, like, probably in their 50s, yeah. people in, like, nice suits and, like, yeah. having wine. And one of the guys at the table was definitely an alpha male, and he is talking really loud. Yeah. And, like, pontificating. Yeah. We come here all the time, and I know this waiter. Yeah. And just really fucking loud and like the whole time we were just like oh why are we sitting so close to this it was a real real bummer and then um oh fuck there was an actor sitting at a table next to them uh oh fuck what's his name he was in children of men oh clive owen clive owen was sitting at a table next to them with what i assume is like his agent or manager or something yeah and they're sitting there just the two of them having a very quiet dinner <laughs> and they're forced to hear this as well and at one point this guy leans over and goes excuse me uh clive mr owen i love your humor i lo- oh no he goes i love your style i love your humor what yeah what? I love your style. I love your humor. Humor. Style, I guess I can see. But, but even that's a douchey thing to say. But I love your humor. It's such <laughs> He's a not weird, a funny guy. He's not a comedy actor. No. And um, Ellen and I started fucking laughing <laughs> so hard. I think I had to get up and pretend to go to the bathroom because I was laughing so hard. And he was like, oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> and then... Um, I think just the night before we left, we went back to that restaurant again because it was so good. And then um, one, we started talking to one of the waiters, and we're like, oh, there's, there's, last time we were here, there was some guy that was yeah. so loud. And he's like, the waiter's like, oh, yeah, I know. He's, And then the waiter told us that that man had uh, had given the way he, he called the waiter over, and he's like, excuse me. Uh, and he handed him a note and said, when you get a chance, can you— give this note to Mr. Owen. <laughs> like he's in middle school or something. And he's like, uh, sure. So the, the the party left. They left. And uh, he never gave the, the note no, to Clive not. Owen. And he looked at it and it was like, uh, I know how it can be to be in a strange country sometimes and not know anybody. If you'd like to come. In Canada? Yeah. <laughs> if you'd you like to come have a nice dinner with some local folks uh, or a nice barbecue, uh, here's my number. And Oh, Name and number. Owen's not going to call this guy. And so he didn't give it to him. And uh, I was really like you desperately. Call. I was desperately saying, please give me that piece of paper. <laughs> I will call as Clive Owens, like publicist and say, uh, hi. Um, oh, set up a night. Clive would really love to take you up on your offer. Uh, maybe tomorrow night. And then have them make this fucking huge dinner. And, and never then no show one up. shows up. Yeah. Well, that's, but the uh, waiter was like, I, I can't do that, because uh, <laughs> like, be he sick. would know it was me. He would. There, uh, this one thing the woman was doing, she had like a guidebook about Rome, and she was reading from it really, uh. really loud. And the other people at the table were just like so embarrassed. And she did that thing where she was like, you know, when people are like, this is what she did. She was like, and this the Trevi Fountain was featured in the movie, La Dolce Vita. And it was, she did that thing, La Dolce Vita. Ugh. Fucking Brian uh, Regan has a joke about that. Like people who will like, oh, it's the worst. Only print like Margarita. Oh, my mom makes a great manicotti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Regan, have you ever seen him live? Yeah, it's amazing. I've I seen bet. him like two or three times live. Where have you seen him? I saw him once at the Brea Improv. How was it? Amazing. Did he crush? Crushed. And this was like right, not long after his first album came out. You know that really the one where it's you two like that really good yeah, one. You, I, I do that in real life all the time. I do too. And then I saw him at the Wiltern Theater, like huge ass Wiltern Theater, and that was an amazing. I'd never seen a comedian in a venue that big, and he did his set and walked off stage, came back out for an encore, and then did requests. Wow! And crushing. 
crushed. He's probably the funniest comedian in terms of like how hard you laugh watching him. Like, oh my obviously god! Obviously, there's amazing comedians who are maybe more clever or uh, um, you know smarter or something, but he's the funniest. He's gut wrenchingly yeah, funny. Yeah, he just makes you laugh. I, I saw him with Todd Glass and Jimmy Dore. We went to the, the show together, and like I was sitting next to Todd Glass. And Todd and I were laughing so hard that we were punching each other. Like, we couldn't breathe. Like, he would say shit that was so funny. Todd and I would be hitting each other really fucking hard. It's great because he, like, it's not like he has, a lot of his premises are stuff you've heard. Yeah. But he does it so much funnier than anybody else. So fucking good. I've never seen him live. I really want to see him live. Now I'm going to go home and watch YouTube videos of him. Um... Well, this is a good time because it's 3.30 and you have a 3.30 out. I have a hard out. It's 3.28, <laughs> so you have two minutes to get out of here. Um, thanks for doing this, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'll come back anytime. All right. I'll take you up on that. And thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, thank you, Kamail. Thank you, Dustin. and uh, we'll Dustin Martian. Marsh, Dustin the Martian. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks for listening, you guys. That was Kamel Nanjiani, and thanks to him for doing the show, and thanks for your support. And um, you can listen to other shows from the Feral Audio Network, uh, shows like Vomit on the Web with my buddies uh, Ingrid Haas and Mel Stevens. Um, they're absolutely nuts in a great way. In fact, here's a clip of their show. Let's check it out. Sorry, guys. So a few months ago... Uh, Mel got approached that somebody wanted to donate money to have. No, I, I actually put out there to don't to get donations. I would have phone sex with the highest bidder. You're willing to do anything, you fucking hooker. Go on, definitely a prostitute. And we got a bid, and not that high. Nope, uh, doing it anyways. <laughs> I'm so nervous about this phone sex. I'm so excited. I might rub one out. Okay. Oh my god. Oh. It's <laughs> Guys, I just want you to know I love you all. I don't agree with this, but I'm very excited about it. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> See you on the other side. I mean, I'd want you to put me up on the counter and you can just go ahead and eat me out. That would be good. <laughs> Let's do that. I would be more than good. It would be really hot. Guess I'm what, hot. guys? I've been listening to this shit show for the last 15 minutes and you both suck. Yeah, we do suck. But and I we tried. have one minute of this podcast left, and I just want to let you guys know that, like, you could have done better at phone sex. At least I the definitely, last minute, I tried. Un ultimately, super uncomfortable. So that was Vomit on the Web. Uh, if you like it, give them a listen, and uh, click on any of the other links to any of the other uh, millions of shows here on Feral Audio. They're all quality. They're all great. And um, But mostly, thanks for clicking on my link, you guys. Um, uh, that's it I guess we'll talk to you next time thanks for listening and be safe bye Feral Audio hi it's Jamie progressive number one number two employee leave a message at the hey Jamie it's me Jamie this is your daily pep talk I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group Mad Harmony but you will bounce back I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.